Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me for the second week of our little two-part series that I'm calling Be Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. That's kind of a strange name, and you're going to see what the meaning of that is. If you were here last week, and if you weren't, uh, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it, and you'll see why in a little bit. I'm going to start out by asking this question. Wives, do you have to submit to your husband in all things? What do you think? Husbands, do you think your wives should submit to you in all things? It's a big question in religious settings. Most versions of the Bible say that wives should submit to their husbands in all things. That's in Ephesians chapter 5, written by the Apostle Paul. It would be important to know (laughs) if that's what Paul actually wrote, wouldn't it? (laughs) We talked last week, and I've talked at other times, about how to uh, read Scripture, listen to sermons and messages, watch videos and stuff like that through, through the lens of Christ. Is this what Christ was like? Is this what Christ said God was like and that type of thing? Now, we know that in translating, translators have to add some words to help us understand what the original meaning meant because language just works differently and different languages do. So, Today, we're going to start with the big one for wives and husbands. Ephesians 5.22, the King James Version, which was uh, translated in uh, 1620, which many people today say is the only authorized version, the only correct version. My daughter taught at a college in the South, and there are several of them, that uh, this was a Christian college. This was the only Bible that they would let you use or teach from or read. Okay. Ephesians 5.22, King James. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. New American Standard, which is also very prominent. Wives, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, let's look at a couple of more recent translations. The Passion Translation by Brian Simmons, which is a very good translation, says this way. For wives, this means being supported to your husbands like you are tenderly devoted to our Lord. Now, that's certainly better, in my opinion, than the other two and closer to the original. Look at this footnote that Brian Simmons attaches to Ephesians 5.22. He says this, The Greek word for submit or supportive is not found in verse 22 in any original document. The original literally says, wives with your husbands. Well, that's different, isn't it? The original says, wives with your husbands. Wives with your husbands? I mean, what does that mean? 
What I'm going to tell you now, I first heard from my friend Paul Young, who wrote The Shack and other books. Most of you are familiar with him. When I first heard Paul tell this, it, it really rang true with me. But I don't like to teach something or necessarily take it for my own uh, until I've been able to see it corroborated with some other sources. So while it rang true with me, I didn't go a lot further with this. I couldn't find any support for it then, although I looked for it until now. And I showed you last week, this is a fairly new, within a few years, translation of the New Testament called The Source. It's translated by a Greek scholar, not a theologian, Dr. Nylon, who taught for uh, decades at a, a university in Australia and has written lots of other verses. Here's how she translates it. Ephesians 5, 21 and 22 from the source. Be filled with the Spirit while you are supporting one another out of respect for Christ, the Anointed One, wives with your own husbands as with the Lord. Hmm. Be filled with the Spirit while you're supporting one another out of respect for Christ, the Anointed One, wives with your own husbands as with the Lord. I want to take you back to what we talked about last week. Ephesians 5, 20 and 21 in the King James and other versions are incomplete sentences. We're going to look at why. Here's what Dr. Nyland says in her footnote to these verses. The oft-quoted verse, wives submit to your husband, does not occur in any known Greek text. There are thousands of them, yet it has made its way into nearly every Bible version. The word erroneously appearing as an imperative verb in verse 22, where no verb appears, is in fact a participle appearing earlier in verse 21, supporting one another. Even if mistranslated, submitting, it would be submitting to one another. But that verb is not there. The actual verb is be filled. She says you have to go back to verse 18 to find the last Greek verb, which is be filled with the Spirit. Everything after that in Ephesians 5, even though most translators have added verbs, there are none. It's actually participles. That's the last verb for this passage. B, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now remember, there were no punctuation marks, no periods, no commas, no chapters, no verse numbers, no chapter headings. But many translators broke standard translating procedures, certainly the King James and then other versions that, that, that it has uh, influenced. And after what we call verse 21, they put a period, even though it's an incomplete sentence, and even a complete paragraph break, with new subheadings, inserting verbs where there are no verbs. Here's what it actually says, Ephesians 5, 21 and 22. Be filled with the Spirit while you're supporting one another out of respect for Christ, the anointed one, wives with your own husbands as with the Lord. The verb, the action word is be filled with the Spirit, not submit to. Now, let me ask you, Generally translated, wives submit to your husbands. How do you think that happened? 
<laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? The translations were done by men in days and ages when most women's had no rights. You couldn't read or write. And it was a very patrist, I'm not sure I'm saying that right, society. And that's the way virtually all translators up until within the last hundred years or so have been men. Wives, submit to your husbands. Yeah, let's do that. All right, back to our original question. You understand now that was totally added, right? Totally added. Okay. Wives, do you have to submit to your husbands in all things? Nope. Husbands, do you think your wives should submit to you in all things? Well, that's a question for us husbands, isn't it? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you about what it means when it originally says, be filled with the Holy Spirit while you're supporting one another out of respect for Christ, the anointed one, wives with your own husbands, with the Lord. I believe, certainly in part, and all scripture has many layers of meanings, many facets. I believe it means, as Jesus taught us, he said, I only say and do what I hear the Father saying. It means to listen to the Holy Spirit of Christ in you. Continue be being filled with the Holy Spirit and listen to the Holy Spirit in you and then say and do what the Holy Spirit tells you in any given situation. That's what obedience is, not obedience to a bunch of laws and written things and obedience to wives submit to your husbands. No, it's obedience to listening to the Holy Spirit of Christ in you in any given instance where the Holy Spirit reveals something to you, tells you what to say and what to do. Don't just blindly do what your husband says you've got to do because he's the spiritual head of the house and wives need to submit. That's a very dark thing, as many women have experienced and many men have exploited. So wives, how do you know if what you're hearing is from the Holy Spirit? Well, again, back to what we started out with last week. Always use Christ's filter. Christ is the exact representation of God, the only one who knew God, the only one who could reveal God. Christ says God is perfect, never-ending, agape, love, and light, self-giving, full of grace. God is pure light with no trace of darkness. God's ultimate goal is the restoration of all people to our original mindset, our oneness and union. We're not under the old covenant. We're not under law. We're under grace. So if something doesn't fit under this mindset or this filter of Christ, don't try to make it fit. Don't try to say, well, yeah, God must, you know, it says in, in, says in the word, says in the word of God that wives must submit to their husbands. No, don't try to make that fit. You know intuitively that's not right. When the Holy Spirit shows you something is not right, Go with the Holy Spirit. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's still the imperative action verb for the rest of that chapter. That's why each one of those sentences before are incomplete sentences. Because what it means, what it meant in the original text was in each one of those, be being filled with the Holy Spirit as you do this, as you do this, as you do that. Once again, I'm going to repeat Ephesians 5, 21 and 22. Be filled with the Spirit while you're supporting one another out of respect for Christ, the anointed one. Wives, with your own husbands, as with the Lord. All right, in the rest of that verse, and I, I'm not going to get into those uh, today. I don't, I don't have enough time to get into it. I'll, well, I'll, I'll do just a little part of that. I'll go on to verse 23. The man is the source of the woman, not 
the head of the woman, as other translations say. There's a footnote in the source translation that says head in the Greek, the Greek word is translated head, cannot mean head over someone as it does in English. We know that now from all the different documents that we have. Rather, it means source. When it was written 2,000 years ago, it meant that men, husbands, were the source of their wives and their whole family, the source of protection. Remember, women had no rights. They were treated as they were property. They were belongings to men, to their husbands or to their fathers or uncles, whatever situation they were in. So men were to be the source, the provider, the ones who would provide you know, food and clothing and a place to live and protection and resources and all kinds of things. That's what the Greek word meant, not head over. It's not the husband is the head of the wife. That's if you, we can now go back and see from the Greek words, from that particular word that's been translated as head, it doesn't mean that at all. It means the source. Verse 23, the man is the source of the woman, just as Christ provides for leadership for his church as the savior and reviver of the body. Now, that still is under this passage where the verb for it all, the action verb is be filled with the Holy Spirit. The man is the source of the woman. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit, men, as you provide everything needed for your wife, for your daughters, for your granddaughters, whoever is in your household that you're responsible for. Verse 24, in the same way, being filled with the Spirit. The church is devoted to the Christ, as wives are devoted to their husbands. Verse 25, husbands, being filled with the Spirit, demonstrate your love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the Word of God. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant and beautiful and holy without fault or flaw. Verse 28, husbands being filled with the spirit, love and care for your wives the same way you love and care for your own body. For to love your wife is to love your own self. No one abuses his own body, no one in his right mind but pampers it, serving and satisfying its needs. That's exactly what Christ does for his church. Verse 30, he serves and satisfies us as members of his body. And certainly everything Christ does, he said and did only what the Father told him to do. He's filled with the Holy Spirit, of course. All right, verse 31, for this reason, being filled with the Holy Spirit, a man is to leave his father and his mother and lovingly hold to his wife since the two have become joined as one flesh. Verse 32, marriage is the beautiful design of the Almighty, a great and sacred mystery meant to be a vivid example of Christ and his church. Verse 33, being filled with the Spirit, every married man should be gracious, give grace to his wife, just as he is gracious, gives grace to himself. Being filled with the Spirit, every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. In all of those verses, and in chapter 6, which I'm not going to get to, which talks about relationships of parents with children, 
with owners of businesses, with supervisors and bosses to people that work for them, and with all different kinds of relationships, business partners to one another. All of this, every relationship falls under the banner of B, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen and say and do what the Holy Spirit of Christ in you prompts you to do in any given situation in all of your relationships, husbands, wives, parents, kids, grandparents, the workforce, whatever, partnerships. Always be being filled with the Holy Spirit of God, of Christ, who is love, who is pure light without a trace of darkness, who is pure grace, pure compassion, pure mercy, totally inclusive and accepting of everyone. Always do what Jesus asks you to do. Don't try to figure out what Jesus would do. Do what Jesus asks you to do and tells you to do and say what he tells you to say and do. When we do that, our relationships will be totally different and way, way, way better than anything we can ever imagine. I didn't learn this from a textbook, folks. I've learned it from personal experience and listening to God. I tried to be the type of husband I thought God wanted me to be. First of all, I thought he wanted me to be the head of the household and that my wife should submit to me. That didn't work out well, mainly because I wasn't listening to God and I wasn't being filled with the Holy Spirit. In recent period of my time, the last 10 years or so, more and more every year, as I learn what, more what Jesus is like, what he was actually like, who God actually is, God is pure love for everyone. God is pure light without a trace of darkness. God is pure goodness. As I've learned to listen to the Holy Spirit of God, Christ in me, and say and do what the Holy Spirit says, I do things a lot differently. I act a lot differently. I relate a lot differently. I'm much more loving and kind and patient and full of joy and gentle. I'm not perfect. I'm not patting myself on the back here. This is all God. This is the fruit of spirit of God living in me, coming out of me by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants for you and for everyone. So I take away for today, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. See you all next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.